it's your girl, Queen Sassy Shumei, and I'm your host of The Golden Conversation, your chocolate drop of truth, and it is 2022. Ooh, okay, 2022, okay, and this is season four, yes, season four, I said season four, hey, it's season four, well, let me tell you. 2022 came in hard. <laughs> it came in hard, baby. Um, but uh, this episode, the first episode, like I said, will be a continuation of my my journey of having the procedure. Uh, my journey being your own self advocate. So I will be explaining um, what happened and why it's important to be a self advocate because my experience was amazing. It was actually amazing. But before I get into that, um, I just want to express how it was a struggle for me to get back on and to do season four because unfortunately, um, on New Year's Eve, I lost my cousin and she is, we like this. She was, um, so she passed away. And so I, I've been really struggling to get back on the groove of things. And so bear with me. And I, that also will be uh, part of my, um, will be part of, uh, it will be an episode about, um, that probably be episode two will be about um, balancing um, your life and grief at the same time but let's get back to the topic my journey being your own self-advocate part two if you have not heard part one please go back to season three episode five and i talk about um why it's important to be your own self-advocate especially as a black woman um, we are very much ignored when it comes to pain and symptoms that we um, experience. And a lot of, of women of color uh, have have had bad experience um, in the hospital or uh, in, in different medical um, procedures. Um, they had very horrible experiences when it comes into the medical field. So that was why it was very important for me to um, do that episode. And today will be more of how, why it's important for you to be your self-advocate. Because this, this will be the results of me being my self-advocate and my experience of that being that, if that makes sense. And just to refresh people, um, minds of... Why is important? Uh, the definition of a self-advocate this is my personal definition, and it basically is: um, you are able to tell people your thoughts and feelings. You are able to ask for what you need and want. You know your rights, and you speak up for your rights. Um, this is very important because you only have one body. Um, if you don't speak up for yourself, they will not speak up for you, and your voice holds power. And from my results. It does. So let me tell you, baby. So like I told y'all, um, I found out in 2020 that I had fibroids. 
and then I I kept an eye on it for a year to see if they'll get bigger or smaller. Um, they didn't get bigger and they didn't get smaller, and so I had made the decision to get the procedure done, the liposcopical, whatever. I can never pronounce it right, but I'll put it in the uh, the bio, you know, in the chat. I mean, the description. And um, I decided to get that. And before I got that, I made sure that I uh, expressed my concerns, uh, my experience, explaining to the surgeon who's, who was going to do the procedure how this was my first time. I never had any major surgery before besides oral surgery in the dentist's office. And she really listened to what I was feeling Um that I was super nervous like baby your girl was nervous so you know she spoke to me like a week before the procedure and she was like um you know how are you feeling you know did you get you know x y and z do you have this and this you know to get ready for the the you know the surgery you know that day and I said yeah I have it but I said I'm be honest I, I'm nervous I ain't never been cut on before I ain't <laughs> baby <laughs> You know, I that ain't happened. So she was just like, are you really, really nervous? I said, yes, I am, ma'am. Yes, I am. So she says, if you're nervous, I will order you a volume. And, you know, I was nervous. She's like, no, I'm just going to order it. It's just going to be like one pill. And you just take it like earlier that morning before your, your surgery. So I'm nervous. I'm like, oh, yeah. You know, because in movies, you know, they always show volume as a very negative, you know, they always show it as, um, a mother. It's always a woman. It always shows like a woman or a mother, like addicted to volume. And, you know, she just be like all over the place. So I was really scared. So like I said, I'm very transparent. And so luckily one of the ladies I work with, um, I, I shared with her that, you know, I was going to get this procedure and she told me, she encouraged me to take it because she said sometimes um, if you if you're too nervous and stuff sometimes the anesthesia you, you might you might feel it I said what <laughs> I said baby you can what <laughs> you can feel what so yes I, I picked up the, the volume like the day I want to say it was two days before my my surgery so I picked it up so now and of course I'm gonna I'm gonna post pictures and and you know the, everything and all that but so the day of the surgery you know the surgery I had to be at the I had to be at the hospital at 5:20 a.m. so therefore thank God for sisters okay so my older sister was at my house by like 4 4:20 4:30 right so that morning I had to take a little sip of water to take the volume pill. And then I also had to drink half of that carbonated or carbonated or carbohydrate, whatever the, 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 the beverage that they have seen you for your, you know, you to take for your surgery. So I had to drink half of that. And so I take that and then I get in the car with my sister and I, I, I encourage you to make yourself a playlist, okay? I made myself a praise and worship playlist specifically for this event because I needed to I needed to be connected with the um, 
the Holy Spirit. Like, like that lady from um, Family Feud. Like, Holy Spirit, activate. Holy Spirit, activate. 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 Okay, let's go. You know, so that's what I had to do. So we listened to praise and worship. And I'm, I'm really about to give y'all like play by play. So we listen to praise and worship while we get there. We get there by like 5.15. Um, I would say that because of, of COVID and we're still in this pandemic, if you are getting any type of procedures done or any type of surgery and you have to have someone be a designated driver or that person with you, please make sure. Because, you know, before you have any type of um surgery or procedure in you know in the hospital you have to take a COVID test um prior to your procedure and I would recommend whoever is your person that's going to be driving you or taking you to your appointment or that person that's going to be there make sure that they also take a COVID test the same time that you take a COVID test or if that person is already vaccinated make sure that they have that with them because um they won't they won't allow you to have that person come with you if if it doesn't show that they were um, vaccinated or have taken the COVID test prior to your procedure. So just wanna give you a heads up on that. So that's very important. I think that they should also um, allow or they should also put that in their procedure to make sure that whoever's the person that's gonna take care of you, they have that taken care of. So luckily my sister had all that done. We getting in there, baby. I guess that volume must have kicked in because I couldn't remember my sister number for nothing because I was the first one. That's another thing that's important. Like, she made sure that I was the first person, like, the first surgery of the day. I was that person. So, you go in there, you pay your copay, and they was like, Who's your person? I'm like, My sister. And they was like, Is this her number? And I'm just like, And I'm sitting there, I'm just like, so I turned to my sister. I said, sister, is that your number? She said, yes, Sonia. I said, oh, okay. Yeah, that's her number. And so I get back there. My sister can only went far back. She was in the waiting room. I get back there. You have to, um, the, the nurse was amazing. She made sure that I was sick. Um, my doctor purposely ordered like this special this special type of patch it's like a small band-aid like a not even a band-aid it's like a circle band-aid that they had placed behind my ear and the purpose of it was to help with uh, nausea and vomiting um i guess after you uh, uh i guess after you receive like anesthesia or i have a procedure or something uh, i guess some one of the side effects is uh, nausea and, and vomiting so she made sure she ordered that. She said she specifically ordered that for me to make sure that I had a great experience. Like this. And it worked. And it, it, you're supposed to like take it off like a couple of days or a day or so after you had the procedure. And it worked because I, after the, the thing happened, I, I didn't throw up. I didn't have nausea. I, none of that. And then, girl, I, I was in there after the food. I, I, they gave me red socks. I'm like, oh, I got red bottoms. I was like, oh, I said. And then eventually my sister was be able to come back there once I uh, was all, you know, medicaled up, hair net on, and my nightgown. And um, the nurse was like, do you want some lavender? I said, lavender? Yes. Give me some lavender. So they had these lavender patches. 
baby, that and they strong and they smell that, that. They put it on my little nightgown on both sides. I was like, oh, I feel special. I was in there acting a fool. I was acting like the uh, nurse proposed to me because you know how they got to monitor your heart and all that other stuff and they put the, the thing on your finger. I was like, yes, I do, I do. And then I was pretending like the lavender was the flowers and I was in there acting a mess. And, <laughs> but I was, I was in good spirit. I was in good spirit the whole time. So I'm in good spirit and you know, asking questions and then they have like this disposable uh heated blanket and it's silver and so i i mean that baby that thing kept me warm but <laughs> i kept singing i kept singing fly me to the moon <laughs> okay so I kept singing fly me to the moon because that's what I feel like because the way when when I show y'all these pictures I felt like I was about to go to space because the way it was puffed up, but it was keeping me warm. So we're in there, and then you know the uh, the anesthesia doctor comes in. I remember her name because her name was Doctor Fry, and she says, you know, she explains to me everything. She was just like, when you get back there, everybody's going to introduce themselves. Um, we can have music playing. I was like, yes, yes, please. She says, okay. So what song do you want to hear, you know, while you go in? I said, um, Bob Marley, don't worry, hey, about a thing, hey, hey. Cause every little thing, hey, is gonna be all right. So she was like, yeah, we can have that for you. So I remixed this doctor whole name. I said her name was Dr. DJ Fry. <sighs> I was a mess, y'all. But I was loving it because I, I was being treated. They they made sure I, your girl was straight. So by this time, they still hooking, you know, stuff up. And then it was that time around 7. They uh, they wheeled me back to the room. And you, you would have thought that I was like in a movie because I'm up there, you know, the other people that's getting ready to go to surgery. I'm, they rolling me on the gurney and I'm up there giving people heads up like, what's up? Hey, throwing up the peace sign. You got this. Uh, just smiling at people as we go by, right? So then we get into the room, right? And they playing, they playing Bob Marley, but they was playing um, No Woman, No Cry. And I was like, no, that's not the one I want, you know, don't worry. They was like, oh, we got you. We're going to get it. And, you know, my doctor, the surgeon, she was, you know, in there and she uh, got to the, um, you know, got to the song, and I'm when I mean I had everybody in there singing. Don't worry about a thing. I they was in there singing, baby, and they made sure everybody introduced themselves and and they all say their name, their position, what they what their part in their what their part is in the process of this, right? So you know, everybody introducing themselves, saying what they doing. And this one girl, I couldn't see her. I heard a voice, but I couldn't see her. I'm one of those people. This is funny to me because my mama told me when I was born, I was born with my eyes wide open, baby. And I had to see everybody. And it's funny because in that same moment, when everybody was talking, introducing themselves, I was turning, looking at them, making sure I'm making eye contact. Yes, yes, okay, mm-hmm. And then when it got to the other girl, 
And I'm like, where's she at? I can't see her. So I'm lifting my little head up and I was like, oh, okay. Okay. Oh, okay. I like your glasses. Like the whole time I was in the hospital, I was giving people compliments. I was like, I like your scrubs. I like your glasses. I was in there a mess. So then they playing Bob Marley. Don't worry. Everybody sing with me. And my surgeon, she's so nice. She's like, I'm going to hold your hand. I'm right here. And um, the anesthesia doctor was just like, we're here. You know, and they still sing you. Don't worry. Uh, about a thing. And, um, and she was just like, take some small deep breaths. So I'm in there singing, don't worry. Got a thing. And then she said, take one big one. And I said, don't worry. And next thing you know, you know how to end the movies where they, they show you the light and the last thing you see is the light. So the last thing I remember is the light, everybody introducing themselves and everybody singing Bob Marley, don't worry about a thing. And woke up, I was in a reclining chair. I said, how the hell did I get in this reclining chair? So I was like in and out of sleep. And my sister was like, she is gone. Like I was out. Like I was, when I mean I was out, I was out. My surgery was over at 1230, I believe. And I did a Officially, like wake up until about four and I was in and out you know the nurses and the doctors was coming by and the doctor like I'm, I'm in and out out of sleep and then I hear the doctor come by and she's talking to my sister and she said uh, like I don't think they thought I heard but I heard it I was asleep but I, I my just because you sleep, them ears was working, baby. Um, she said she took out nine. I said, Whoa, what? I woke up and said, nine, five, wasn't it? And went right back to sleep. So, for the people who don't know, and if you don't go back to listen to season three, episode five, when I first got, when they first thought that I had fibroids and I did the ultrasound, they only, they only uh, found three. And then when I was in the process of thinking about getting the procedure and I got the MRI, um, they the MRI showed five. And then after I actually had the procedure done, they took out nine. Yes, they took out nine fibroids out your girl belly. Nine. Nine. Okay, so I was just still stuck off a nine, you know, and you know, when you, and you can't leave the hospital until they know that your organs and everything is operating. So I, I couldn't leave until I, I, I pee pee, I had to go pee. So we sitting in the chair and I'm in now and I'm drinking tea and oh, and they said he got to eat something. I tell you, them crackers is dry as hell. Dry ass crackers. Some crackers was dry. I said, I'm not eating no more. I can't. My mouth felt dry. I said, I ain't eating no more crackers. So, you know, I kept drinking me some tea and tea and tea and tea, right? And so, before um, my the medical team that I had that worked on me, before they left, 
like they had their backpacks on and they, you know, their gears to leave and go home. They came back by to come see me and they were still singing Bob Marley. Don't worry. Hey, about a thing. Mm, mm, mm. I said, every little thing hey, is going to be all right. And my sister was saying, like, I was in and out sleep the whole time. My sister kept telling me that, you know, the times I was sleep, they were still coming by, checking on me, singing that song, right? So you can't tell me God ain't with me. The Holy Spirit ain't with me. He always with me. He always with me. But anyway, I was just, that just made me feel, like, really good that I came in there with a good spirit, my mind on right, my heart in the right place. I was treating people right, you know, and I was treated right. So, yeah. So then, um, and then I finally know they got me up, and uh, we we rolled into the um, the bathroom, and I'm peeing, and we sitting in there. I know that I was comfortable because I was in there peeing. And me and the, the, the nurse that was helping me, we was having a whole conversation about, you know, how social media um, has an effect on people, uh, the younger generation's social skills and on their self-esteem. Like, we're having this conversation as I'm being. And it was just, like, normal. Like, the nurse was like a sister. I was in there just like, you know. I know that ain't how my feet were sounding, but that's what the sound came out of my mouth right now. But yeah, so I was just having like a regular conversation, you know, and um, got home. And my sister took me home. And my sister made sure my sister made sure she spent the night with me. I love my sisters. My older sister made sure she spent the night with me and took me to my appointment. My second oldest sister bought me a food tray to make sure in my bed so I can, you know, still do stuff. And then my other sister made sure that I was straight and I had food and soup, you know, stuff that was easy for me to, um, you know, eat when, you know, when I got hungry. And so going back to being your own self advocate, after ex- explaining uh, my, my experience in the hospital, is that if I didn't take the time to use my voice to advocate for myself and to explain to my gynecologist doctor who uh, found that I had five voice, because at, like if you listen, go back to listen to season three, episode five, she was just going to schedule me an MRI and then schedule me an appointment with a surgeon. But I had to explain to her excuse me, I had to explain to her and thank God for the Red Table Talk. I always give, you know, credit to that 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 platform because of Data Pickett-Smith and Gammy and um, Willow when they had that episode about black women and women of color and their experience in the medical field and how they're mistreated and how there are studies that show that this is a fact and that this is not nothing that's fabricated. This is truth. This is something that's been going on for years that black women are overlooked and um, symptoms and, and, and pain is not taken 
seriously because they think that we are capable of bearing pain and in reality is we're all human beings and baby we feel the same thing okay so I had to show her that video to help her like understand where I was coming from as a black woman and this being my first experience of having a real um, major surgery on my body and I did not want to have a negative experience and so by me advocating for myself using my words um you know doing my own research um building a relationship with the the doctor the surgeon who did my surgery and she was sweet she even gave me her personal cell phone number or maybe it was her personal business cell phone number but i was able to text her during my um healing process um, I was a girl, I texted her when I first had my bowel movement. I was like, she, you know, she texted me, checked on me, was just like, hey, how are you doing? How's everything going? She was just like, um, she called me actually. She called me, she was like, how's everything going? I was like, yeah, everything's good. You know, it hurts me when I cough or, you know, laugh or nothing like that. But, you know, I'm still able to pee and, and all this other stuff. And then she was just like, have you had a bowel movement yet? And I was just like, no, nah, I haven't had a bowel movement yet. And then, like, right after I got off the phone with her, I would say, like, about two or three hours later, your girl went to have a meeting with the bathroom and dropped off some brown packages, okay? So, that means everything was working. And then, um, I also reached out to her because I was having sharp pains. Like, it was, like, in the, the lower part of my belly. But then I have to remember that the nurse told me, she says, when you get your cycle, your, your menstrual cramps is going to they're gonna feel some type of way they just said they're gonna they're gonna hurt and so I was like, yeah. so then you know i'm having these sharp pains i'm like oh i eat like right and so i'm texting my my um my surgeon you know my doctor and i was like telling her and she was just like well you know she was like maybe it's a bladder infection i'm like no it doesn't hurt when i pee it's just like a sharp pain at the bottom of my stomach and then she was like well maybe your cycle is about to come and then she, I was just like, okay, all right. And then right after I finished texting her, a couple ladies I ate her, go to the bathroom, do the little white, you know, boom, boom, boom. I'm like, oh, that's what it was. And then everything was back to normal. So um, I know this might sound like I'm all over the place, but I, I'm, I'm telling you that this is why it's important to build, to, to, to uh, self-advocate because then I was able to build that relationship with the surgeon who was going to be, you know, on my body. Like, I had to build that relationship to um, to make sure that there was trust there. Like, you know, as black people, period, if we don't feel comfortable or feel like our, our voice are being valid or are being heard or, or being understood or being respected... I feel like a lot of times um, we'll miss out of of getting the treatment that we needed because there's no trust there. And I wanted to make sure that that trust was there and that I was respected and that I was heard before making this decision to do so. That's just me. I, I can't speak any clear that I can't speak for all black people, but I'm just speaking from my experience that that's what I have seen in my lifetime um, 
and what I have experienced. And so I wanted to make sure that that was not going to be my experience. There's so many different testimonies of women, especially when I first found out that I had fibroids and I was, I'm very transparent. And you know, I put it on my social media, which you can follow me on Facebook at Queen Sassy Shoemate, or you can follow me on IG at Queen Sassy Shoemate or on Snapchat on Queen Sassy Shoemate. But anyway, I, um, I'm very open about how I found out and, you know, you know, trying to do to list care. And I was surprised that so many, um, women was, uh, DMing me and, and expressing their stories. You know, some women was just like, well, you know, you're lucky, you know, to, to have this opportunity to just have them just removed. Some women had to get like a whole hysterectomy. Like it's a lot of women where if you wait too long, like, fibroids if you don't know what fibroids are fibroids are basically are uncancerous tumors that can grow on the um, uterus either on the uterus or inside the uterus and they're not um, harmful but they can um, be harmful if they're not treated Um, or it, it can cause pain like it's it's different stories for some women they can live with their fibroids and 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 nothing happens to them um there's several stories of women who have fibroids and have babies and and, you know they're all good and then there's some women that who had to have their fibroids removed so they can carry a baby and then there's some stories where um their cramps and their fibroids were too big to the point where they're if it was doing more damage to their body than um anything in it and it ended up with them having a, a hysterectomy so um that's why it's I'm, I'm i'm very passionate about being a self-advocate knowing your body listening to your body um don't go into a hospital allowing them to tell you about your body uh-uh, you don't do that you go in knowing what you know about your body and let them know that this is x y and z this has been happening for this long um i i I encourage you to take pictures um of whatever it is that's going on um keep a note of it so when you go in you you're coming in you're giving them the information not them giving you the information about your body if that makes sense um but i basically just wanted to uh share my experience so you understand how important it is to self-advocate for yourself because because I did that my experience was was good it was amazing uh, I had a great medical team that really cared for me and was there for me and if I did not do that I probably wouldn't have had this experience that I had so I just wanted to make sure I say that um, especially as black women I can't say it enough Please, please, please advocate for yourself. Do your research. Um, Even if you get frustrated and the the people in the hospital, you know, they can get you there. They can get you from zero to 100 real quick um, and get you very frustrated to the point where you shut down and you don't do anything. I pray and I hope that that does not happen. Like, do not shut down. Do not shut down. Give, you, give, you, give yourself time. Like, 
you know, don't shut down. Just tell them like, hey, this is a lot uh, for me to process. Give me time to process this and please provide me with all the information that I need. And leave it at that and then give yourself time to process it. Do your own research and, you know, have a great support team. Um, I really had a great support team of close friends and family. Um, I want to thank my friends who send me uh, food because you know girl love food. Um, I have friends that help me with my bills, so thank you. Um, I have family and friends that came and checked on me, laughed with me, giggled with me, um, the whole nine yards. So having a great support system is important as well. But for sure, make sure you give yourself time to process things because they'll just try to just like ambush you with all this information and especially me being a black woman and I'm single and I was making this decision on my own, it can be overwhelming. It can be overwhelming to the point where you can shut down, but you can't shut down. Just let them know, provide me with the information, give me time to process it. And then you reschedule an appointment and you come with your facts and your information and let them know like you, you about your shit. You, you care about your body. You show them that you care about your body. When you show them that you care about your body and you don't play about yourself, they're going to treat you with respect. Because that's what I got. I got treated with respect. And they embraced me with love and care. And your girl was straight. Okay? So, last thing I want to say is, remember, believe in yourself. Know your rights. Um, you make the decision for your health. Not them. You. Um, make sure you get yourself mentally, um, emotionally and spiritually ready for, uh, what it is that you're going to go through or your procedure or your surgery or whatever that is. Make sure that your, your body is like relaxed and calm and you are on on one accord and that you're prepared. Like it's best way you can be prepared for whatever it is that you're going to get done. And like I said before, having support is very important. Make sure you have the right support because I I will say that um, when I got this procedure done, I didn't tell a lot of people. Um, Yes, I was very open um, on social media um, about it. But, you know, I know a lot of my family members ain't really own there like that. But they own there, but they don't really be looking like that. Um, But I, I kept it real small because um, too much opinions and judgment can cloud your own um, um, your own uh, process or your own uh, decision like you know it, it, it can make you second guess what's, what's best for yourself even though you know what's best for you but if you have too many opinions and other people's um input it can it can really judge and cloud i mean cloud your uh your your process of your your decision making so make sure you keep your support system small and uh, make sure that they can pray for you be there for you um i also want to make sure i, I want to thank my my good friend it's like family to me like my cousin to me she really helped me out because she actually sent me um actual video uh, YouTube video clips of people getting the same procedure. So, like, when you go to Kaiser, they have, like, the, 
the cart, I was gonna say the animation kind of version and the wording of like, oh, you, this is gonna happen, this is gonna happen, this is gonna happen. So I, I had the wording, but then when I'm a visual learner, so when I seen the actual video, I was like, okay, so this is what they're gonna do to my body. This is how they're gonna cut on my body. This is how the anesthesia is gonna be used. I'm one of those types. I'm very grateful for her for sending me that because that helped me get mentally prepared because like I said, this was my first time having this type of uh, procedure. Like I, I never had um, been put under anesthesia before. So I had to make sure that my first experience was the best. Okay? And I, and I had, I, I will say, I had the top surgeon. Like she sent me her, her, um, she sent me her, uh, her, uh, not recommendations, but you know, um, no comments of like her success her success stories of people in the past and it ain't nothing but good like it was nothing but good so anywho so like i was saying have a great support system and make sure you take the proper time to rest during your uh, after your your procedure okay so that was my journey um of me being my own self-advocate and I don't know how more I can um, uh, express that. Um, I hope to have other women or other men who had uh, any type of procedures done and talk about those things. Um, but anywho, it's your girl, Princess Shoemate. Thank you for listening. Um, if you are listening on Anchor, I believe you can leave a voice message on here to see or to express how you feel on here. But it's 2022 and just work with your girl. I'm going to do my best to get these uh, episodes out there for you. And I always end with this. No regrets, just life lessons. Love y'all.